Hello, friends. This is Dulce Sloan. I am a comedian. I am an actor. I am a correspondent on The Daily Show. And I do the voice of Honeybee on The Great North on Fox. And I bet y'all didn't know that my favorite beverage that is alcoholic is soju. It is amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors. And if you didn't think you were going to like yogurt-flavored alcohol, get into it because you're missing out. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast that turns to chefs and home cooks with a big question in mind. What is their one? That recipe they loved so much as a kid, they make it religiously as an adult. This week, we're sharing some laughs with Dulce Sloan. Dulce's an actress and comedian. When she's not doing comedy specials, she's a correspondent on The Daily Show and a co-host of the podcast Hold Up with Dulce Sloan and Josh Johnson. She's one of those comedians you can't look away from, or in our case, stop listening to. But you need to hear her in action. So here she is. Dulce, it's great to have you. Hello, friend. (laughs) By now, a lot of people know that you have one of the quickest wits in comedy and the sharpest senses of humor. But not everyone actually knows that you really love cooking. When did you first start learning? Um, I first started learning to cook when I was about maybe six years old. I remember this little pot specifically where you learn how to make like eggs and you learn how to make like hot dogs and stuff like that. And then by the time I was like 10, I was helping my mom make Thanksgiving. So, and like cooking dinner, because it was me, my mom and my brother. So by the time I got older, it was like, okay, you're going to help cook dinner or you're going to make dinner. Or I remember um, I would come home from school and my mom would have me make like a pan of like Jiffy cornbread. But I do like cinnamon and sugar in it and stuff like that. And I started baking when I was like in high school. And my mom would um, sell these cakes and I would make some like sweet potato pies and she'd sell them. And then I never saw any profit from them. Boo at the last part. I mean, I'm a black <laughs> but, mother. But, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it stays in the family. So it, it all balances it was the, out. It was to buy more supplies, apparently. Um, <laughs> So are you more of a baker or do you consider yourself more of a home cook? You know, people love to split into camps. Um, I would say more of a home cook because if I'm baking, it's a box. It's Duncan Hines. It's somebody's Jeff. It's I'm adding a, a cup of oil and an egg to something. And then just going on about my day. <laughs> like when I watch like British baking show and they're just like, okay, a Swiss meringue. Got it. Okay. Uh, a Japanese meringue. Okay, cool. All right, a Venezuelan meringue. I'm like, how how do you know? (laughs) Venezuelan. Off the top of your head, how to make a Moroccan meringue. Like, I don't know. They're like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I got to make a Jacan sponge. I'm like, cool, who's she? So I'm not, that is not my frame of reference. That is not my ministry. I do not have the skill set, the information. Um, My two favorite foods are Mexican food and Korean food. So I enjoy cooking those things. I have like two Korean cookbooks that I like literally just sat down and read like just like dog-eared and Mm -hmm. kind of figured things out but yeah what were the books that you have on hand mom cheese big book of korean cooking my korea traditional flavors modern recipes by honey kim and aki kamozawa the main reason i got this my korea book is because it Mm -hmm. has my uh it has a recipe for my favorite 
Korean drink called shike, which is like a Korean rice punch. So as someone who was in love with uh, horchata, which is just a rice drink, I think I'm just trying to figure out all the ways people drink rice. I think that's what I'm trying to do. (laughs) But I grew up in a predominantly Latino, probably Mexican neighborhood. So I learned a lot of stuff. So are there any other cooking inspirations or people in your life that kind of informed how you cook now? Well, I did grow up watching PBS. So there was Mm -hmm. every cooking show. So I remember Yin Can Cook. Uh, That's the day me and my little brother learned that the red sweet and sour sauce that they have at the Chinese restaurant is just one part sugar, one part vinegar, one part ketchup. Come on, Recall. Come on, Memory. And you just heat that up. Because I remember like us watching it and going... What? And then after the show, running into the kitchen. And then, like, let's figure this out. And so we mixed it. It's like, it didn't work. I was like, I think we got to heat it up. Because my brother was, like, pouring, like, a cup of sugar. I was like, don't do... Just do a tablespoon. <laughs> chill, chill. It's just... Baby steps. Baby steps. Because if it's not good, we just <laughs> wasted a cup of sugar. So you just do a little bit. Pour that in there. And then we tried it. And I was like, holy crap, would you heat this up? This is... The red sweet and sour sauce. I don't know who came up with this. Um, Justin Wilson, Louisiana cooking show. We watch that all the time. Um, the frugal gourmet. We watch him. So mm. it's like I learned how to like chop vegetables stuff correctly from my mom and from all these cooking shows, which is so funny because when Julia Child would come on, we would like change the channel because we thought because <laughs> we thought she talked weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where this accent is from, but I don't want to participate. Um. Well, it was almost like a lot of French cooking, which I was had no interest in. So now that we know what some of your cooking influences are, what is your one recipe? The recipe that I make, basically, like when people talk about like their comfort food, whenever I get, get sick or I don't feel well just in general, I make white pasole. So and you usually make it with pork. I make it with chicken because that's how she taught me to do it. And I do it with chicken thighs because that is the meatiest part. The most delicious part, I'm not a fan of white meat. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> dark meat hive, rise I up. Mean, this, this is our is, moment. This is this is dark meat moment. This is dark meat family. Um, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the she that you mentioned earlier? One of my um, best friends, uh, Gisela. So I grew up with her brothers and her sister. Because uh, we all went to school together. And then once I got out of like college... Mm-hmm. I would go hang out with them all the time. Just all the time. Like, their mom is my mom. Like, her family is my family. Doesn't even matter <laughs> who's related. Um, I will still run up if I have to. Um, but that's why I grew up. And so she taught me a lot of stuff. And this recipe, it's a very simple recipe. But it's my go-to if I'm like, like, when I had COVID, I made it. I had mm-hmm. pneumonia years ago. I made it. But that's how I knew my COVID was real bad. Because I was putting cumin in it. It couldn't smell cumin and it, it's strong it, it's there it's present i told my i popped the top off and stuck it right under my nose i was <laughs> like oh girl you in trouble <laughs> get out get out so going back to this white pozole how is it different from the pozoles that some people at home may recognize or may not know about there's red pozole and there's green pozole mm-hmm. and the red and the green i usually do a lot of them are pork based i like doing chicken just because i'm not great at cooking like big pieces of pork so you just need like <laughs> You need onion, you need garlic, some salt, oregano, cumin, and some chicken. And then you need hominy. Ooh, okay. And I just get like two regular size cans. Oh, and some garlic. That's what I forgot. Onion, garlic, salt. Oh, always. Always. And so 
You start with boiling your water. You put salt in your water. The thing is, hominy is a little salty just because of how it's made. And so I start boiling the hominy first because your hominy, even though it's cooked, it's not... I like mine a little softer in the middle because it's not like cooked all the way through. Yeah. So I put the hominy in, let that boil for about like 20 minutes. And then I add the cumin, the oregano, the onion, and the garlic and a little bit more salt, and then I put the chicken in. There's a certain translucency you're going to get. Like, you know, that little bit like chicken fat that like floats on the top of it? Because I'm waiting for like the water to turn like, I don't want to say like the soup color, but you know what I mean? Where you're like, I no longer have water. Yeah, it's it's not as clear. It's It starts to thicken up. It starts to get a little bit cloudier, not because anything's wrong, but just because the flavors are starting to actually come together. Right, right. So this chicken... Is it bone-in chicken or is it just... It's bone-in chicken. I don't... I okay. Because there's a certain flavor that you get from a bone. Absolutely. Um, And so I wait until the chicken... I cook it until the chicken's about to come off the bone. And then I pull okay. it off. So I start, like, separating it myself. Because it don't naturally separate. But, like, yeah. I start to... Just needs a little help. Just a little help. Um, You can do this with just thighs. You can do it with leg quarters. And let it come off. And then once it's done cooking... You garnish it with a shredded cabbage, some radish. I like fresh jalapenos, more of the dried oregano on top. And then a side of like tortilla chips to kind of like, I like to crumble them into it to have like something kind of crunchy to go with the soup. Oh, and I forgot the lime. The lime when you're doing the garnish. You have to have a lime. You have to have a lime. Um, So you squeeze a little lime (laughs) in it. Also, you could do... If you want to sneak in a little cilantro, maybe. I know everybody doesn't like mm-hmm. cilantro. But hey, if you don't like it, leave it out. That's leave it okay. out. You can throw a little pot on top. Did your friend's mom kind of push an agenda on you as she was kind of talking you through how to make this recipe? So their mom, I don't know if she was trying to get me to marry their brother, but <laughs> she has a million brothers. But she, her mom was always like, those say you're going to have a Mexican husband. You need to learn how to make this food. So setting the intentions, I mean, she's manifesting. I mean, Ida had a real goal in mind for her black daughter, but yeah, she was like, I'm going to teach you how to make some stuff for your Mexican husband. And then my cousin, her, uh, well, their cousin, she's always teaching me to make like when they have like the big family parties, they always, you have to have, always got to have tortillas mm-hmm. on deck and it's me on always. the stove, on the comal, getting these tortillas hot. Put them in a basket, yeah. making sure that the tias and the kids got enough to eat. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Dulce, thank you so much for your time. It has been great chatting with you. Thank and you now me. I also need to pick up some chicken thighs to make this pozole. It's very good. And the good thing about it is that, because of course you can't finish it. Because like four chicken no. thighs, like two cans of pozole. The best. Yeah, this is for yes. a long time. This is like, but the best thing to do is a recalentado on this. After you take out the fridge overnight, don't like take it out of the pot and like put it in the microwave and reheat it. Mm-hmm. Reheat the whole pot. Every time you reheat it, it's just like the flavors keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And so you'll see the color start to change a little bit. You're not burning yeah. it. But it's like yeah. so by like the second, or if you have enough to do like a third time, you can make like a huge pot of it. And the second time you eat it, ooh. Heaven. 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 Dulce, it's been so much fun talking with you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Don't 
Dulce Sloan is a comedian and actress. You can find her recipe for white pozole on Instagram at the.one.recipe and at theonerecipe.org. And do not miss her on tour. You can find dates on dulcesloan.com, and you can also find one of my favorite gifts in the universe. This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Alex Simpson, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavati, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. I'm Jesse Sparks. This is APM Studios. Go make some magic. Magic.